Welcome to the Walk the Talk on Sustainability podcast. This is a sustainable podcast where we cover all relevant sustainability topics with our experts, with our clients, uh, and we try to have the broadest range of sustainability topics for you to, uh, to be informed on any new developments and, and things you can do. My name is Nick de Ruiter. I'm partner at Stainlice, partner at ERM, uh, responsible for EMEA, um, and we're live from the Utrecht office. And today I have with me um, uh, two very interesting guests. Um, first, we have Mark Schaafzande, who is project manager at VP Capital. We're going to know much more later on on VP Capital. And we have with us Misha Elkebout, who is the yeah, Lionel Messi, Johan Cruijff of, of, of climate change and climate change target setting. Because that's the topic we're going to cover today. It's the um, science-based target VP Capital has set as being one of the first in um, in the private equity, family offices, and financial services. We're going to know much, much more. Welcome both. Let's first kick off with you, Mark, just to take us on board um, for the people who don't know who are listening. Um, who is VP Capital and what do you actually do? Sure, Nick. Thanks. Uh, nice to be here anyway. Thanks for the invitation. No um, VP Capital VP stands for Van Puyenbroek, yep. uh, which is the name of uh, a family with uh, Belgian and Dutch roots. Mm -hmm. um, VP Capital is the investment company of the family uh, Van Puyenbroek, okay. uh, so-called family office. Um, Van Puyenbroek has uh, a long history as uh, entrepreneurs. Uh, 150 years ago, uh, six generations ago, they started a textile company, mm -hmm. um, and from there on later, an uh, agricultural company. The textile company still exists, uh, by the way, uh, but the company has evolved into an investment company with investments in eight different domains. Uh, obviously, obviously still textile, mm -hmm. agriculture, but also uh, energy, water, uh, real estate, media. Um, so we are long-term investors, um, and we invest uh, directly in companies but also through funds small big companies all kinds check and you have embarked on the uh, sustainability journey a while ago already absolutely um, can you tell us a little bit on how you look at sustainability and how it has evolved over time yeah i think in the history of uh, van uh, they've always been uh, a responsible investor they've mm -hmm. always looked beyond just uh, return on investment yep um, and they've always try to uh, achieve progress with their assets and investments. Yeah. Um, nowadays, of course, we live in a time with many challenges. Um, there's many transitions that, that, needs to be, that need to be made. Mm -hmm. um, a transformation into a, a balanced, sustainable world, society. Yep. And VP Capital uh, aims for, uh, uh, well, uh, helping these transitions take, take place. Yeah. Uh, 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 influence them positively. In short, make positive impact. So we're really aimed at making positive impact. And I think the latest and greatest, and that's obviously why we're here together, is that you have set a science-based target. What sure. does the target look like and why and why this target? Because it's quite ambitious. You're one of the first. Uh, am I correct now? Um, yes, I think uh, we are, uh, we are we're, we're pioneers. Um, there's only... In the world, there's 20 financial institutions now that have validated science-based based targets. Wow. Um, most of them in Europe. Uh, uh, and, and if you look at private equity investors uh, that are family-owned, mm -hmm. we are one of the first in Europe and I think the first in the Benelux. Yeah. True. And what are you trying to achieve by when with this target? Uh, well, let's let's start maybe first with, the, um, before we dive into the target. Yeah. Um, 
why the carbon? Um, if you look at impact, as I said, we try to make positive impact. Yep. Um, uh, so we, we uh, look at all our investments and try to maximize positive impact, but at yep. the same time, you have to look at negative impact, of the course. negative impact of our investments. Yep. And then we're, uh, that's, that's mainly carbon uh, footprint, yep. carbon emissions. Yep. Um, so we, well, we, we, we feel responsible uh, for the emissions that we cause. Mm -hmm. um, I think it makes uh, nothing more than sense to uh, try to uh, bring those back. Yep. Um, but not just reduce emissions by a bit or just the easy parts. No, we want to make sure that we reduce them uh, such that we're in line with the Paris Climate Agreement, yep. uh, one half degrees uh, warming maximum. Yep. And to make sure we we, we have the right target, um, uh, we, we, uh, well, uh, we thought we need to have those uh, targets validated by an external party. Yep. The science-based targets initiative is, in, in, in my opinion, the most uh, widely recognized, acknowledged uh, standard institution to, uh, to validate these targets. So yeah. that's, that's why we embarked. Cool. I, w I would like to know more of the process, but later on. Let, let's first go, go to you, Misha. So uh, VP Capital being one of the first 25 worldwide validated targets, where are we in this climate debate uh, at science-based target setting, target setting in the financial sector. What what what's happening there? Yeah, so what's really interesting to see is that there are, there are hundreds of, of financial institutions basically that have committed over the last couple of years, but even before that actually, um, yeah. to set science-based targets. And um, we're coming close to uh, two years of the criteria being out. So the the yeah. criteria, the science-based target criteria for financial institutions was uh, revealed, let's say, two years back. Yeah. So a lot of the companies, a lot of the banks, a lot of the uh, private equity, a lot of financial institutions will now have to yeah, commit, well, come up to, uh, to their commitment and actually submit targets in the coming month prior to October um, for submission. So that's a really interesting time. So I hope to see, so let's October say... October is deadline then, deadline day. October is deadline day for a lot of these financial institutions wow. um, that have committed prior to the criteria coming out. Uh, so I expect a bit of a wave actually over the coming yeah, six months. Uh, what type of wave? What what is the archetype of the twenty five that now have committed? Are those banks? Is this private equity? Who, who are those people? Yeah, companies? Th th in general, they're more private equity. Okay. Um, not always the biggest, mm -hmm. um, and a couple of banks. So uh, specifically for the bank, it would be really interesting to see how they will cope with these uh, targets. Uh, how what their scope would look like? How they will calculate emissions? Yeah. Um, and how they will end up to actually set plans in accordance with those targets. So not just the plans itself, but how are you going to achieve it? Because yeah, yeah. proof of the pudding is in the eating. Yeah, yeah. So if I hear you correctly, we expect a huge wave then somewhere in October of banks bringing out their science-based targets. Starting off from uh, indeed, well, these months maybe prior yeah. to October and then from October onwards, which is likely to continue as well, because indeed some of the banks have committed prior to the criteria coming out. but. Some of them as well a bit afterwards, so it's 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 going to be um, busy times for the science-based target initiative. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> do they have a backlog? Do we know? No. Yeah, they still have a backlog. So yeah. they're currently um, a, lo a lot of companies have committed over the last couple of years yeah. uh, and are now submitting their uh, their targets. So there's a bit of a backlog there. Yeah. 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 So um, and what makes the VP Capital? target and special of course being in a group of 25 worldwide of i don't know a, a gazillion brazilian <laughs> number of companies 
uh, that I see. But uh, but what what makes it special then? A, a couple of things. So first of all, indeed, that journey with Vicky Capital on its own. So when we started off, I think almost two years back now, we the criteria was just out. So it was new to us, new to them, but a lot of uh, new to a, a lot of financials. So it was really interesting to jointly start off that journey. What does that target entail? What's the feasibility of the target? How would it look like? What does it imply for the companies? Uh, uh, VP Capital um, uh, has, has a long time uh, relationship with. So that was, of course, really interesting. Yep. And then, of course, it was yeah, trying to see to what extent the information matches you know, the requirements and to see uh, how that uh, submission would look like. So it was really interesting on both ends to see what that journey would bring. So really happy to see a positive conclusion there. Yeah. And, and pioneering, of course. Pioneering, yes. So, so Mark, just to so the, the the target has been set. That seems like oh yeah, that's that's a very simple process. But but I think the 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 you are wired like yeah, you have these companies that need to be on board as well. I can imagine it's quite a tricky process even to get set such a target because you also you, you also set them kind of on behalf of those companies as well. How, how did the process go? What 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 actually went well, and what did you find a little bit difficult maybe? Well, the funny thing with science-based targets is the seems quite complicated but looking yeah. back the process of setting targets is, is really quite setting easy. the targets not so uh, there's a there's a few documents uh, uh, for specific sectors for instance for instance there's a standard uh, yeah. with guidelines for the financial sector for for private equity uh, uh, specifically as well um, and those documents state quite uh, clearly uh, what the target should look like what should yeah. be excluded and included in the scope uh, formulation of targets targets even so if you just strictly follow the guidelines, um, that's that, that's quite easy. The hard part is is having the data because you yeah. you need to uh, calculate your footprint first. Yeah. Um, once you have all the data scope ready, scope one, two, and three. Yeah? Scope one, two, and three. Yeah. It's maybe interesting to know for a financial institution. Yeah. Our scope one and two is almost nothing. Literally, zero point one percent of all our yeah. our, our total uh, emissions, including scope three. Yeah. So yes, we have to look at the emissions of all our uh, portfolio companies. That's right. Yeah. So, but that's 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 like the technical part, setting the target. I, I clearly see that. Indeed, baseline setting scope three, uh, difficult. Uh, which baseline did you choose for this one? We chose 2019 as a as base baseline. year. Yeah. But then, um, more the, s the soft wiring part. All those uh, portfolio companies need to be uh, get on board, basically. How did that process yeah. go? Did, did they have appetite to go and, and help you in, in this? Um, yeah, uh, let me first explain. Our, our, our science-based targets consist of three parts, actually. Yeah. There's a separate target for scope one and two, our direct yeah. emissions. That's pretty straightforward. Our, our target is that we have to uh, reduce those by 46% uh, with 46% by 2030. Yeah. Well, it's going to be pretty much the same for all the companies, including financial in institutions. Yeah. Then we have a separate second target for our real estate investments. Yeah. That's separate because there's a, a sector approach specifically for real estate. Okay. Science-based target initiative also has a tool where you, well, you have to know all your uh, square meterage of yeah. your uh, investments and your estimated emissions, which is hard data to get by, but that, that took us a while, but we have those uh, those yeah, data. Those, yeah. And then you just uh, enter the data in the, in the tool and the tool says, says okay, you have to uh, uh, reduce by 73%. Uh, Easy does it, 73, <laughs> there you go. Exactly, that's, that's, that's really our hardest target. Yeah. Um, Partly because it's steep, but mostly because, as you say, it's it's uh, we don't we're not a majority stakeholder with those yep. investments. Um, 
and there's also other complications like like tenants that have energy bills and not the owner. Um, so you get well, the, the only way to achieve the target is by dialogue and engagement. And that's the same for the third uh, target that we have concerning all our other portfolio companies. Um, the SBTI gives a couple of options to, mm -hmm. to handle that. One way to go is to calculate the emissions of all portfolio companies and set a target on that. Yep. But we've chosen a different approach called yep. the portfolio uh, approach, um, where we uh, commit to engagement with our companies mm -hmm. and then um, make sure that they set their own science-based targets. There you go, yep. So our target is that half of our portfolio companies has a validated science-based target by 2030. Ah, there you go. And to get there... Obviously, we need to uh, to get into dialogue with them. But luckily, but with our most direct investments, the m most our, our most important uh, investments, mm -hmm. we have a, a history of engagement for a long time already. We're 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 very heavily involved. We're an active investor. Uh, for instance, we organize a sustainability day yep. with our uh, direct investments every I, year. I've been to one, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Uh, it's, it discussing, uh, um, I think two years ago you were there yourself yeah. uh, discussing uh, yeah. science-based targets already. Yeah. So they've been taken along. Um, they've, uh, we've, you know, our role is obviously we can't force and we no. won't force. We, we don't want to force uh, portfolio companies into doing anything. That they're independent companies. Yeah. But what we do, uh, uh, what, but what we do do is stimulate them and help them if there if they, there's any barriers for them. We, we try to take them away. Yeah. So we've um, we've been on a process with them calculating their footprint, uh, including scope three. And the uh, next step is setting uh, science-based targets. And, and, and some of them are already in the process of setting uh, science-based targets. Wow. So, Misha, how do you look at this process? This seems like a very pragmatic, sound process to, to do. Is it is that also your, your idea on how to yeah. kind of orchestrate it? Yeah, I think indeed, as, as, as Mark mentioned, they're already quite heavily involved and they have a lot of, let's say, uh, dialogue with their investments. So that's a, a very nice process. I think where, the, where it becomes a bit more tough is indeed where you're not majority owner or you yeah. um, only have shares, let's say, from an investment perspective. Then it becomes more difficult to, um, yeah, let's say, engage uh, and, and, to, and to move stakeholders mm -hmm. in your direction. Um, so that's where it becomes a little bit more difficult, basically. Yeah. And, and luckily, the, the guidelines uh, allow for a part of the investments to be excluded. So okay. we, have, we can exclude a number of smaller investments. Yeah. Um, not we, we could engage with them, but that would cost a lot of time. So it's, it's, uh, it's nice for us. That Maybe not necessarily material in reaching the target. Exactly. I can, I can yeah. imagine this. Yeah. All right, people. Um, so this is the 20 minutes that go so fast. So podcast minutes are different from, say, a regular minutes uh, because they go quicker. <laughs> and we're almost, uh, almost through this. But le let us wrap up. Um, if a company wants to set a science-based target, and I first ask you, Misha, and then ask you, Mark, what are the very first things to look into? What are some tips, tops you, you have to companies who are willing to do this? Yeah, I think as, as Mark mentioned, there's already quite some elaborate information on the science-based targets in the website. So I, I would probably start off there and 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 um, check some webinars and maybe some guidelines, some podcasts, maybe yeah, maybe some podcasts <laughs> as well. Reach out to us. <laughs> no, and um, so I think that would be a good good starting point. Maybe reach out to um, CSR managers that have done this process before to understand what th what their tips and tops are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good one. Good one. And for you, Mark, you've been there through the process A to Z. What, what if, if a similar company or a different company would is, is, is looking into also setting such a target, what would be your tips, tops? 
or to start with? Well, to start with, if 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 you're a company and you haven't uh, calculated your footprint uh, yet, start. I mean, yeah. In these days, you have to know the impacts of, of what your company is is doing, and that for financial institutions, that include uh, includes investments. Yeah. And then, I mean, include make sure to include scope three or at least all significant material uh, parts of it. Um, yeah. So, um, and, and when you when you have that, when you have when you know and understand your footprint. It's an easy next step to set a target and start reducing. Yeah. And if you think it's hard, Sustain Lies is here to help you, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Thank Thanks, you, Mark. Mark. Uh, no, good, good one. And I think uh, I agree. So uh, footprinting is becoming a bit of a no-brainer now. So together with other data sources you're sitting on to understand your company, footprinting is, is getting that way. So if you don't have a footprint, I think go after it because uh, that's le where legislation and, and basically your whole stakeholder groups heading that you sit on this particular data. Thanks gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, one thing. Yeah, let's yeah do maybe it. one thing to add for a financial for an investor. Yeah. yeah. Another solution to reduce your footprint is to divest, of yeah. course, uh, yeah. uh, to uh, to get rid of your investments that have uh, a heavy footprint. But I really want to uh, suggest not to do that, not to look in that direction. Because if you just sell your shares, the world's not getting better. So yep. the solution should be in, in, in helping your portfolio companies, your investments to, to reduce. Valuable point, especially if you have a majority stake, of course, you could really do stuff. Absolutely. I fully agree. Divestment is the easy part. Engagement is the difficult part, I guess. Yeah. Thanks. Good addition. Then we're wrapping up. Thanks, gentlemen, for being part of this podcast. Hopefully uh, you listeners picked up some, some inspiration and uh, on how-tos. Uh, please stay tuned because there are going to be um, some more interesting podcasts. Um, one of how uh, sustainability now is and ESG is reaching the CFO agenda. We have there Lars Kramer, CFO of Amin Amro, and Simon Crow, our very own C CFO of IRM, talking on how uh, the CFO can be involved in the ESG sustainability performance. And there will be one on DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, uh, with Nadine Ridder and Melina, our own Melina Bush, on how to um, uh, increase the level of inclusivity in your company. Thanks, listeners. Thanks again. Thanks for listening in, and we'll hope to speak and listen again. Till next time.